and welcome once again to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. So Christy and I were sitting having a conversation and trying to decide what did we want to talk about this week. And we were talking about our connectedness. So let's share that. Let's share what that connectedness means to us and and why we think it's important. And when we're talking about connectedness, we're talking about our connectedness to not just people, but to our environment, to animals, to just the things around us. And I liked what you said. You said our human. Yeah, the human connection, that life connection that we have. Absolutely. And I was telling her, you know, when we were thinking about it, my mind went to chemistry. You know, I don't know why. But, you know, when you look at chemistry and you look at the chemical bonds and how everything connects and it connects to make something. And I think that's what it is with people and whether we're as an individual or as a group or as a complete whole of humanity is what is that connectedness? How are we connected? We know that we're more connected today than we ever have been because we're connected with people all over the world now. You know, it's everybody's a click away. So we have that piece of a connectedness, but is it enough? I mean, I don't think so. I think that, I mean, it, it's nice that we have a way to be so connected, like whether it be through social media or whatever it is that you can kind of keep up with people that you don't get to see all the time. But I think that what we're talking about in particular goes so much deeper than that. And just understanding the interconnectedness of everyone and not just everyone, but like you were saying, everything and the impact that it has on us every day. We're surrounded by all these living things, but it's not like Sometimes we're so wrapped up in our world and what's going on job-wise and everything like that, that we don't think about how connected we are to everything else. And I think one of the things we were talking about is we really love the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, that whole uh, trilogy thing. You brought up a good point because there's that scene in there that we talked about. Yeah, the scene with the trees where Mary's talking to Treebeard and they're talking about whether or not they'll get involved in the war that's going on. And at first, their thought is that this has nothing to do with us, the trees. And I remember Mary tells him, how can that be your decision? Because everybody is impacted. If this goes throughout all of the land, you will be affected. And then when they come to that clearing and Treebeard sees that so many of the trees have been destroyed through all of this. So he understands. Because some of them were his friends. Yes. And he says that. He said many of these trees were my friends. And that's the thing, you know, there's everything that impacts everything. And and you don't, you don't realize it. Sometimes we just have it such a small scope of our lives and what's going on. But there are so many things that impact and that we are a part of it all. And I think that's what it is. We can get so caught up in just this little microcosm of who we are. And we forget that It's like this thing, it's like that, it really is that ripple effect. You throw the pebble in and how it goes out. And I think that's what it is. We Sometimes we don't know our impact, positive or negative, that connectedness that we have when we're walking down the street and somebody's having a bad day and you just say, hey, good morning. They all of a sudden, you know, maybe at that moment they're thinking, I don't matter to anybody. But at that moment, they were visible to you. So therefore they mattered. And that's that human connectedness with that. But we love trees. It's one of our things. We love trees. We loved going. We're in Breckenridge taking for fall colors, and it's just absolutely beautiful and stuff. And we talked about that. Even trees, their network, they have a connectedness 
Yeah. And like talking about the impact, I was, uh, like I was telling you, I had read an article about how different species of trees, they're showing that they are traveling basically like from the east to the west. And it's because of the impact of environment and things like that, that all these trees are connected. And it's interesting to see that they can show that through our differences and changes that have been made, how it's impacting the trees. And I think sometimes when we're talking about this and we're talking about the environment or we're talking about, you know, whether it's the ocean or whatever, that connectedness too can have an, it can be negative. Our connectedness to things can be negative. We see that in our oceans today, the amount of plastics and pollutions and stuff. And this isn't an episode about being environmentalist. That's not what it is because it's not about what has transpired has taken time. Everything, it's an evolution and it's how do we evolve in that connectedness that we have to people and then transcending outside of that. How do we do that in a slow progressive thing? Because it, it's not, a, sometimes if you do it too fast, you kind of mess it up along the way. Well, and I think that like the, what this episode is about, just recognizing it is the first step, recognizing your, your connectedness to all these things. Somebody had made a comment that something doesn't need awareness, it needs change. Well, the problem is, is that, or acceptance. The thing is, is if we have no awareness, we cannot make change, nor can we accept something. Can it be accepted? Because everything starts with our awareness. We have to know it exists in order for us to have a conscious thing of saying, oh, wow, this is really happening. And I think that's what it is. And when we're talking about that connectedness, we're talking about that human piece of it. You know, I'm always amazed when I, because I work with the mentally when I have these clients that I just sometimes are, I'm really in awe of because somehow they get that connectedness when maybe we don't get it as well. I don't know what it is, but I have this one cloud in particular and work with the family and stuff. And, and they're just this amazing family because they, she really promotes that with her children about the importance of it's, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. So she's doing a 5k uh, for NAMI. She's participating, she's helping raise money for Inside Out, which is an LBGTQ plus organization in Colorado Springs. She's over the holidays will take her children to volunteer at the soup kitchen. She's teaching. And we talked about that, the importance of, and you know, when we talk about it, it starts little and then it kind of gets bigger. You know, I always tell my clients, everything starts in your home, then to your community and then bigger and bigger. But if we are so upset about something and it's so far out of our reach we feel a sense of helplessness but we don't if we start internally and with her teaching her children the importance of there are people who struggle with different things even though I struggle there's other struggles they're teaching that thing about giving back being an active participant that human connectedness that she's having to me I have such so much respect for her and just the fact that she does those things and she, no matter what's going on in her life, she still finds time to connect, even though it is a very difficult thing for her to do. She steps outside of that in order to have that connectedness because I think she, on some level, she gets that. She really gets that. And that's a connectedness that starts. When we sit there and I have my clients who say, I don't want to leave a negative footprint on the world or the least negative impact I can have. And so we'll teach their kids about recycling. We'll teach their kids about the value of 
you're not playing with this toy. Let's give it to somebody who will play with it. Those things start that. Because then if we care about something in our home, then we do go to environment. We do go to all those other areas that connect us, that, that say we're more alike than we are different. And I think that's what we have to realize is that we're like the roots. And, you know, you, it's sort of like your, your little plant that you started in the cup. You know, you got to get the roots going so that you can plant something to grow. And then it becomes, once I plant it, I've got to water it. I've got to nurture it. We talk about that. What are you feeding? And then I think in that human connectedness, and, and I feel sometimes there's that disconnect. And I hear, it, you know, whether it's my clients or, you know, our family and friends, whoever, everything seems a little bit off or whatever that is. Or, you know, there's so much hate and anger and darkness in the world. A and, lot of negativity. Yeah. And I remind people that the things that you're seeing on social media often and on the news is going to be negative. But the reason why is because negativity in our society, for some reason, sells. It's a hot commodity. But like I always tell my clients, and we talk about this, is that there is more positivity going on in the world than negativity. We just don't get to hear about it. And so I tell people, then spread your stories of positivity with the people that you encounter, things that you're doing, all those little things. We're spreading that now with the client who's doing this with NAMI and Inside Out and the soup kitchen. We're sharing that. That's a positive thing. That's a positive impact she's having in her community and in her home. So it starts with that. So it's that thing of we've got to stop buying into what we're spoon fed, which is that negativity from, but once again, it's what sells. It is what it is, but stepping outside of that and understanding that. And I tell people, I don't care whether it's in the United States, a third world country, Europe, I don't care. A majority of people just want to live their life in somewhat sense of peace and harmony. We all more like alike than different. We do have those small factions, but that's what it is. It's a small faction. But what happens is, is when we buy into that negativity, then our connectedness goes to the negativity. And through that connectedness, then we connect with others to promote the negativity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And to me, if you're putting out that much energy to do that, it's not that hard to switch it and put that thing about the connectivity that we have to those things that really are valuable, important to how do we leave this world for the next generation and the next generation. We often talk about that. Well, you always see the, I mean, I don't know. I always see the memes and stuff that say about being the change you want to see in the world. And it might, might sound cliche, but it truly is that way. Even just like you were saying, the people that you see as you're walking down the street, you don't know what kind of day they're having or whatever, but sometimes just giving a smile, it's an important thing. Well, I think we also go to that place so much of the time where, like you said, we don't know. And I always say, everybody has a story. We all have a story. And the thing is, is sometimes we see that little piece and then we make a judgment, then that starts that negative connectivity or whatever. Or like you said, you know, be that change and Sometimes that change can be something as simple as that, as simple as making somebody feel like they matter. And then if they matter, then I can make somebody else matter. And and it's like this really great chain reaction that happens, you know, where they call it pay it forward and stuff like that. And I think those things are so important. And I think that it starts with you as an individual. You have to realize your own worth too, in order to make that happen. Because it's like I'm always telling you, you cannot give from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really a big thing is that 
we deplete so easily because we forget that in order, you know, we are the cup. Yes. And I think the way that we realize we need to refill our cup is to, to understand that connectedness to everything. When I talk to people, Kathy G, her connectedness really is, you know, I know she's looking outside and she keeps looking for that first snowflake. (laughs) Cause skiing is one of her places she connects biking and skiing. We taught her to connect to that slow down, swimming pool, hot tub scene too. <laughs> so she developed a new connectedness because of us though. Yeah. But understanding, slowing down and quieting the mind for a little while. Yes. That's such an, a big impact. And we often talk about that, you know, is sometimes that reset is us reconnecting with what fills us up. But we have to first know what fills us up. As a therapist, that's one of the things I work with on my clients. What fills you up? What brings you joy? What do you have passion about? What makes you stop and say, ah, those things, because it starts internally. What matters to you? And if you don't have something, how do you create that? Because sometimes, you know, when I deal with mental illness, it gets so overwhelming and all of that stuff, they forget. They forget those things that brought them joy. They forget the things that matter to them because they don't matter to themselves in those moments. So finding that again, but it's not just the mentally ill. I think that's one of the things that we have is people aren't connected to themselves or oftentimes aren't even connected to the people in their homes. Mm -hmm. That's why I really think that there is so much fear and anxiety these days. People are just encumbered with responsibilities of life and and things like that. And we don't take that minute to step away from it all. And like I said, quiet the mind so that you can figure out what are those things like you were saying. And I think one of the things that has really helped us with that is meditation. Yes, we do a nightly meditation. We try to fit our day meditation. We have to get a little bit better about that. But you will find that it changes things. Also um, grounding, focusing and, you know, one of, that's one of the big things I work with all my clients on is grounding, slowing down the mind. Another thing I feel like that's really helped us with that has been hiking. Mm-hmm. Because you are out there to experience. And being in the moment, being in the moment really, it takes your mind off everything else. And you're just connecting to that moment. You have that, that time to free your mind from all of the other stuff that is going on all the time. And I think the other thing you're, and there's truth to that, you know, we have this big, beautiful, wonderful tree in our backyard and, and that's where I connect. I love just, there's something about that tree. It's really amazing. And it's a quick reset. My chair for my office actually faces the tree. And so I can see the trees and, and it's that nice reset for me, but not everyone knows what that is. And so learning what we're connected to. We're, and I know in our home, we're connected to music. Music is a thing that really helps connect people. You will find a song to fit that mood. You will find a song to uplift you. You will find a song to share with others. We share music with others, which creates a connectivity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you feel music, it's not every song or every artist or every, you know, for everybody, it's so different. But when you have that, that you really feel and you feel that true connection to that it moves you. And because it moves you like that, I'll know the songs Christy really likes. The reason why is because she'll come and say, 
you got to listen to this song. And we trust each other in that. And we, you know, we had found that that's another thing that helps us connect. And we have found through these 20 years that our talking about our ideas and all of those things strengthens that connection. Mm-hmm. You know, when we meet with friends, when we do things like that with family, we're building that connection. We're making it stronger. Doesn't mean you have to do it continuously because you can do it once every three months and still build a strong connection. So sometimes people think it's time consuming. It's not time consuming. Just like we said, it's you're walking down the street, say hello to somebody. That's a connectedness. Right. And I don't think we ever really know how much we impact people sometimes in those moments. Yeah, it's true. Someone can make a remark to you and sometimes those things will stay with you forever. You'll There's a saying something about you'll always remember how a person made you feel. Yes. And sometimes we allow other things to get in the way of our connectedness, whether it's we're so busy looking at our differences and I'm so different than you or whatever it is. And we can look at differences and we talked about that, whether it's through sexuality, religion, politics, culture. And my thing to everybody is at the end of the day, we are still more alike than different. That's why I think people have to really push that agenda so much is because it doesn't have the same strength because you have to keep feeding that so much. You have to feed those ideas about the differences about because that breaks that connectivity, mm-hmm. but it breaks that connectivity with a whole group of people which is kind of sad to me because we learned from everything. I am so appreciative every time I get clients from different cultures. I love it. I have Muslims on my, that are my clients. I have them from different countries, from Puerto Rico, which is still the United States, but Africa, Middle East, Native Americans from three different tribes. I just love it. And from Wiccan to... It doesn't matter, Catholic, Pentecostal. For me, it's just amazing to learn from them because then that helps me. The more knowledge I gain from other people helps me with my connectedness to the next person. Yes, because even though there are cultural differences or, you know, like you say, it could be religion or whatever, but there's still that human connectedness underneath all of that. Yes, and that's the piece that's important. Because how do we then share that with others? The other thing we are is we're really big into the ocean. We love different things about the outdoors. You know, I think that we've, we've really worked consciously to have that connectedness to different things. When we, to fill our cup up, the place we go is the ocean, which I think is really weird because we're not water signs. We're landlocked people. But for some reason, the ocean and maybe, rejuvenates us. And maybe it's because when you look at the ocean, you realize just how small you are. Yeah, and it's so serene. Yes. But that something that could be that big can create such a calmness in somebody that it is as big as it is really puts in perspective sometimes that we're just a piece of that. We're not even the biggest piece. I feel that way too, like when we're talking about space. You know, we watch different programs and stuff, and I just look at that and think, I sit there in awe. We look at our problems like they're the biggest thing in the world sometimes, but we are so minuscule 
when you look at the scale of that. And that in itself tells us a little bit about our connectedness. You know, when we look at the stars and we think, oh my God, that is so far away from us. But it's part of our DNA too. Yeah. You know what I mean? When we look at the ocean, oh my God, that's so much water. But then we look at us as a human, how much fluid is in our body? It's this amazing, there's all these similarities that make us connected that we don't even think about. When we look at the brain, and then you look at the universe, it's amazing. The energy. People will say, well, how come when I get next to certain people, I feel a certain way? Because we are still giving off electrical impulses. Every person gives off an electrical impulse because our brain is electricity. Our heart is electricity. The two things that keep us alive are electrical energy. So that emits. And so, but to have that connectedness means that we pause to feel that too. To feel that other person's energy is also a connectedness. And for some people, it's stronger than others, I think, you know, and that comes to down to intuition sometimes, or even just like you say, the feeling that you get around a person, it can have a big impact or what made me think of that is when Christy and I had one of our many ceremonies, because we had to keep doing this throughout the years as the laws changed, but we had a ceremony and we were going to Adam State University and one of the ladies in our in my class, Barb, she also worked in the office, the psychology office. You and her met. Yeah, and from the time that I met her, I would have sworn that I had already known her. She was so familiar to me. And she had that feeling about you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we became good friends. I couldn't explain that. I don't know where that came from, but there was such a familiarity. And... So strong that she's the one who walked you down the aisle. Yes. That's how strong that connectedness was. And the thing that's amazing about that is that we don't have to sit and analyze it. Sometimes you just go with it. And I thought that was really cool about you two because you just went with it. Yeah. And I tell Chrissy that with, with her, I went from the first time I met her, I could feel that energy. I could feel that connectedness with her. And we developed such a strong friendship before we ever got together. That strong friendship is what really still binds us, is that connectedness on that level, I think. And I think once you realize it, you learn to trust it more. You know, as you go along, you learn to trust your instinct about that energy that you're feeling from someone. Absolutely. And it's not just because sometimes you come across people and there's just a negativity You know, you think, oh, God, I got to run. And I say, trust that, too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the person is bad. It just means that moment, whatever's going on in their life may be negative. And sometimes you need to get away from it because that negativity can suck in just as positivity can. So, you know, trusting that instinct as well. And sometimes people, they're like, well, no, I I must be wrong. I can change them. No, you just leave them. You give people space. Not everybody you meet is going to be really pleasant. (laughs) And just, but sometimes, you know, knowing that you can trust that, that instinct about that, you know, if you need to put some separation there or whatever. And I think that's what's important. When we're talking about that connectivity, I think that's where it starts. It starts in the core of who we are, that, like you called it intuition or whatever, 
or whatever term we want to use for it. In, in therapy, we call it being more empathic. And not all therapists are empaths, have that empathic thing. But it doesn't mean they're less effective. It just means they use a different tool. So it's not one is better than the other or anything like that. It's, it's nothing to that degree. I think it helps you just to become a better person when you can do that, when you, you are in tune to that. I always go back to that affirmation, and I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes, where that when you are faced with someone who is negative, they're you know saying a lot of negativity or those kinds of things, reacting to that as, or not reacting to it, because you're realizing that that person is coming from a place of suffering. That's what that affirmation says, is that realizing that they're coming from a place of suffering when they're negative like that. And you respond to it with compassion. So that's what I mean as like as far as growing as a person through that because you understand that person is where they are. Maybe they need some time. I don't know whatever's going on in their lives or whatever. But recognizing that. And I think that's the thing, you know, and realizing, you know, when we talk about the cup being full, sometimes in, in trying to have that connectivity... I think people try to do too much. They think it's their responsibility to make somebody happy. It's their responsibility to fix this, or it's their responsibility to fix this. So they want it. They're, I think at the core, the base, they're trying to have that connectivity. And they think they need to help. But it's not always about that. It's like I was talking to my one of my clients yesterday. He's a vet. And I said, sometimes you have to, you really have to sit with yourself, fill up your own cup, and realize that, you know, you are doing your best and that it's not about, it starts with you individually first. Once again, telling him he needs to work on, he needs to be okay, fill that cup up. Because the more we are okay with ourselves, the more we can truly freely give of others. Because when our cup isn't full, it doesn't feel like we're giving something freely. It feels like we're being depleted or somebody's taking instead of it being a gift. And if the cup was full, then it would feel like a gift. My cup is empty. It just feels like somebody, everybody's taking from me. You know, so it's a switch in the mentality in order to make that connectivity. But it is not our job and our responsibility to make other people happy. All we do is contribute to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice contribution. But we first have to be able to connect. I have some people who really don't connect with people. <laughs> they don't want to. And they're like, cool. But I tell you, they will connect with pets. Yeah. Their pets are everything. I mean, they'll connect with pets. They'll connect with nature. They'll connect with the hobby. Whatever that is, they will find that connectedness that still fills them up. But usually that connectedness comes from something organic to a degree. Okay. What I mean by that is it's usually something that, you know, whether it's the outdoors, the ocean, fish, whatever, pets it's life it's life yes even if it's not on a a grand scale or whatever because some people don't need as much and identifying that too and having your connectivity to the world be maybe it is through electronics or maybe it is through something else but still finding that you're still connecting somewhere i have some who are streamers and they don't want to have relationships with people it's like oh god please don't make me do that but they can stream and when they stream a personality comes out and it's this persona. And when it's done, they're good. They go back and they're done. 
they're connecting. And that's the beauty of trauma and stuff is people are, find, are able to use that to make those connect those connections, especially if they can't do it in person. They're having friendships over the internet, yeah. <laughs> you know, through these uh, streaming devices and stuff. And that, if it's a connection, it's a connection. It's providing something for them that yes. enriches their lives. We had a dog for, well, we had two in particular, Sassy and uh, Misha. But Misha was our, she was our baby. She was a chihuahua. And it's so interesting because you talk about a connection. You know, we had had Sassy already and she was a, a black lab mix. And so I had never really thought in my head of a small dog. And we, were, we went and see my cousin and this lady's in there and it's my birthday and she's selling these chihuahuas. And just so you know, Christy's connection is holding puppies. <laughs> <laughs> it brings me joy. <laughs> she can hold a puppy and I'll go, oh, good, yeah, love, bye. Me, I'm there like, oh, we got to take them home. So I don't hold puppies as much as her for that very reason. But we go in there. It really didn't have anything of this at all. So we held a couple of them. Oh, my goodness. And we both decided Misha picked us. There was such an immediate connection, not just to me, but to Christy. She connected with both of us. And I'd already always heard about Chihuahuas, you know, they have one owner and stuff like that. And they're not people, they're not about people. And so part of me was like, oh, but then. Usually just become so protective of one owner that they're aggressive against other people. But Misha was the complete opposite. She picked us. So that was my birthday gift, which I'm going to tell you right now has been the best gift I've ever had. And we had her for 12 years, 13. almost 13. Almost 13. She would have turned 13 that year that we lost her. But that connectedness, even with her and people who have pets and particularly dogs, cats can do it too. But, you know, we hear more about it with dogs. Dogs sense they become emotional support animals for that very reason, because they're so connected with their owners. They know when your mood dips. Yeah. They know when you're happy. I mean, come on, you walk in the door from work and what do they do? You know they love you. You know they've missed you. You know they want that connection because they're spinning around and they're just overjoyed and happy. Yeah, super excited. You're the most important thing in their lives that you've just walked in and they let you know it. <laughs> I want you to know, in all the years Christy and I have been married, when I have come home from work, she has never spun around. <laughs> Don't expect me to start. <laughs> so I don't know. Was this? Does this say Misha connected more? I don't know. <laughs> we'll keep you posted on for you know future episodes if, I, if she ever does spin around and get all that excited. <laughs> but those connected things that we have, I think, are just so important. Our friendships, our family, and once again, our connectedness starts in the home. You know, I know growing up, just that sense of family, you know, that familia-based thing in our family, if somebody did something, nobody ever ratted on them. That was not allowed. We'd all come up with an answer because we had that connectedness. We had that shared thing. It's on that level that we start learning that. I think you developed that really quickly and early with Rebecca because she's the one who was more close to growing up with you, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, she's eight years younger than me, but she, yeah, we're definitely 
that way. And especially as we've gotten older, we just, you know, we know we can confide in each other always. There is a connectedness. There is a, you know, and once again, it started when you were young, though. It started in, yeah. in your in in the family home, you know. And like any sister, she does tease you about being older constantly. She used to, but now she's starting to feel her age, so. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Love you, sis. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I think there is some of that. But once again, that connectedness starts in the home with what we do. And then, once again... What do we do to expand it? Not just to people, but to other things. My mom was a gardener. My grandfather was a gardener. My dad's dad was, his was horses. He had, so there was animals and then, you know, I grew up on a farm ranch, so we had that. But my mom was about growing, she could grow the most amazing garden and plants and all of that and taught us an appreciation for that because a, a lot in my family still have plants and all of that because it's such it's that connectedness to when I do it and I don't think Christy understands this because remember she's not the gardener but when I'm outside planting and I'm touching the soil there's a connectedness there's an energy there is this feeling I get with it and I wait for spring because I love it you talked about the plant I it's a creeping charlie that I got started uh it she was dusting and she she broke my plant. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that that happened all on its own. <laughs> but it was okay. She didn't kill it. That was the cool thing. I try not to do that. <laughs> Christy usually don't get around the plants. But anyway. No. So I just started and the roots are there. And I told her, I said, this weekend we're going to go and get a pot for it. And we're going to put it in there. And it's going to grow. And even what the plants give to us, they clean our air. They add something to a home. That's a connectedness. And it's interesting because the connectedness also is through the, the the experience. One of your dad, I told Christy, you know, we were talking about this. Her dad, what did your mom make for him Fridays? Every Friday was oyster stew. So that's. We're connected through the smell, because if y'all haven't smelled that, and if you like oyster stew or whatever, good for you, but it would stink up our whole little neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is that there's still a connectedness to the oyster soup because of your dad's love of it. Yeah. And we were talking about that. But I'm not making that today. (laughs) No, we... we... Sweetie, you don't make food really any day. No, not usually. (laughs) Once in a while. But I wouldn't ask you to make that either. No. But that's what I mean. Even in that, we have those connected those connected things through our experiences with people. And then we get to share those with others. Connectedness means a sense of belonging to something. A sense of purpose sometimes. And we're all a part of this world. When everybody is succeeding, we all are. It, it brings more to you. When, when someone else is doing well, it helps us all. We played the lotto I'm, or Powerball, I'm sure, you know, with this last one. Obviously, there were a lot of people because, you know, the money kept going up. But when they said, when they announced a winner, I was just there like, oh, my God, I'm so grateful for that person. 
Yes. And there's and what they get to do with that, what it provides for them. Their life has changed forever, I'm sure. And I think that's a thing. It's not a, that connectedness, too, is that happiness for other people. Yes. Our friend Sandra, I always love this, you know, for doing anything. She'll always say, I'm so happy for you. Being happy for others. Being happy when something, when an animal comes off the endangered list. Being happy that those things are happening, that our redwoods are surviving, that we still have rainforests because they provide rain, you know, and people don't understand the connectedness even of that. People, well, we need the palm oil, whatever, you know, whatever they're saying. And I get it. But the thing is, is they don't understand that every animal that lives in there, everything that grows in there has a connectedness to that environment. That in itself gives to the world. There's repercussions for it all, even like, you know, the impact of our oceans and things like that. If the sea level's rising or, you know, the temperature and warming and all of that. I mean, those things have an impact on us ultimately. And, you, time. and you know, even when we look about all the world crisis and everything going on, once again, that's about everybody looking at everybody's differences. It's not feeling the connectedness of who we are as human beings. That's what it is, that my way is the right way. You believe wrong, you look wrong, you love wrong, you do this wrong, you do that wrong. It's that thing of disengaging from the connectedness, because when we disengage from the connectedness, when we disengage from the humanness, then we can do the atrocities that are happening. Yeah. It is when we disconnect, when we do not have that connectedness, that we can do things against other people. When that person doesn't have a name and doesn't have a face, doesn't have a story, I don't have a connectedness to you, I can be mean to you. So when you're looking at this, and we know, you know, we look at cyberbullying, we look at all of this, it's so easy to bully now because those people don't have a story and they don't have, you don't know them. I always think it's interesting even when people are insulting celebrities and stuff. And they're like, why? What does their life really have to do with mine? It doesn't. But it perpetuates that disconnect. It's like they're wealthy, they're celebrities. Well, see, this happens to you, so that makes you like me. But the thing is, is we should look at that differently and say, I'm just as good. I'm as relevant. I'm as connected. But we want... Those are the things that will create a disconnected. It's, it's taking that moment to have that awareness and to do those things that are about having that connectedness. Those things are what are important. Like you said, being happy for others. Not sitting there saying, oh, well, that must be nice for them or all the different stuff that goes on. That feeling can't make a person feel good. That comes from an insecurity or an ego, whatever you want to call it. Well, it, I think it's what you always say, it's that feeling of lack of. Yes. We talk about that. You know, when you have that feeling of lack of, and sometimes we have that because not realizing that that feeling is what's blocking our connectedness to those people or those situations. Blocking you from receiving the good, I feel like. Absolutely. We stay stuck. And like I tell all of my clients... Every single thing that has happened in your past has to be represented. But we determine what parts we're going to pick and choose and what representation it's going to have because we'll let our past keep us from connecting. We'll stay in something. We'll stay stuck in something. 
not understanding that that is keeping us from developing relationships, from developing passions for things, from really seeing our full potentials. Keeps you from living your best life. Exactly. But it starts with that lack of connectedness to self. Who am I? And I tell people the reason I love my job, well, I love it for many reasons, but if somebody comes and says, you know, I don't like how I am, I want to be something different, we work and we get to that difference and they say, oh my God, I don't like this. I, I get excited because that means, oh good, we get to erase it, we get to start again, we get to build on what we have and we get to move around because as people, we can move around. We can develop, we can become, we can enhance our lives in so many different ways. You know, starts from this day forward. Exactly. Be in this moment. Connect in this moment. So that that connection goes out to the next and the next and the next. And we build this human connectedness. We stop looking at all the differences and we look at the fact that at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And if we're the top of the food chain, so to speak, then it is our responsibility to have a connectedness to everything beneath us. If for those people who think we're at the top, then we should be the nurturers. We should be the ones taking care of, as a parent takes care of a child. We should be taking care of this planet and we should be taking care of each other. So take time, connect with yourself, and then start exploring connecting with other things, other people, other situations finding those passions, realizing how valuable they are. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, if you have comments or stories or some positive things that have happened, please share them. You can always message us on Two Girls in a Pod, Life's Journey and Everything in Between on Facebook. We'd love to hear those positive things. We'd love to hear about how you have connected, how you've felt that and spread that positivity and that hope on to others. So until next time, have a wonderful week and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.